Hello and welcome to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm joined today by Ashley O. Hi. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Allegra Frank. Hi. We're coming to you from the icy, icy Arctic of New York City in the middle of July, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's so cold. It's so cold. I'm sweating. Ashley's sweating. Ashley's hot. <laughs> Ashley's wonderfully like balanced to this weather for some reason. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a Snuggie. I am an office wizard at the moment. But there's more pressing issues to talk about. And I'm sorry that I derailed us by talking about our hideous physical discomfort. What the heck is happening to Coke Zero? Oh, Ashley? my God. Horrible injustice. Ashley, please give us the brief here. Coca-Cola is, uh, they're going to stop making Coke Zero in August. They're going to release Coke Zero Sugar, which apparently- I'm sorry. It's not Coke Zero Sugar. It's Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. I thought they were calling Coke Zero Sugar. It's Mm -hmm. still Coke Zero, but they're just adding sugar to the end. No, no. Zero sugar. Zero sugar. So it's called Coke Zero Co- no. sugar. It's called Coke colon zero sugar without the colon. Just imagine the colon in your mind. Jesus. I'm pulling oh, up, I'm so pulling up the CNN but yeah, so money they, article right now. They're confident mm. that it will do well because they've tested it overseas and they're like, it's doing really well. But why break something or fix something that is not broken? So yeah, I read. Why the, break and then why, why break and then fix your horrible mistake? <laughs> they were saying this was like a response to try to get more people to drink, to stick with the Coke brand, the Coke experience, because uh, Diet Coke sales are declining. But Coke sa- Zero sales are okay. Rise. Diet Coke is bad. It's gross. So of course it's declining because Coke Zero is actually good. You know millennials are probably killing Diet Coke. Wait, too. what's the difference between Diet Coke and Coke oh, Zero Simone. and Coca Cola Zero oh, Sugar? Oh, sweet baby Simone. So I'm going to defer to Ashley. I only hot water. I don't understand. <laughs> Ashley has very strong opinions, so Ashley, I'll defer well, to you. Yeah. Well, I, no, I was just going to say that they definitely won't take Diet Coke off the market because I feel like it's so iconic at this point that even if the sales are going down, they're going to keep it. That reminds me that once I saw ginger ale that was like normal ginger ale, and then there was like 10-calorie ginger ale, and then there was zero-calorie ginger ale. And I was like... What <laughs> fucking nonsense did you do? To ch- what? What? Why not just have two kinds? Why, Why not just have zero and all? Because some people, <laughs> some people don't like the taste of aspartame, which I agree, it's gross. But so- why the ten? <laughs> Because I think I think the ten calorie is like got some sugar or some sugar replacement. I'm not a soda expert, but how many calories are in normal ginger ale? Like 140, the same as so it's Coca-Cola. like 140, oh. then ten, then zero. Yeah, it was so fucked up. I, I'm. Sure, it was poison. What about 30? 30. 30 is a good number of calories. I want the 30. 30. 33 cal. What about 70? If it's Are zero, we just 70. Are we saying No, but like 70 is what the halfway about, point. What about extra calories? 52. <laughs> it's not a stupid number. 70 times 2 is 140. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't do math, we, Allegra. We are devastated, or I am very devastated. I don't think I've ever had Coke Zero. It's so good. The thing is, it tastes just like regular Coke, but regular Coke kind of like makes my teeth feel weird. Mm-hmm. There's just like so much fucking sugar and it like kind of sugar just coats my teeth in a weird way and I just don't like how it feels. Diet Coke, yeah, the aspartame flavor is too strong. Coke Zero is just perfect. What just if perfect? Ashley, what if Coca-Cola Zero Sugar ends up tasting the same as Coke Zero? It's fucking better. <laughs> Let's. We have to better. go to Europe on assignment to find Coke Zero. Someone asked me. They were like, "Well, Ashley, but like, what if it ends up tasting better? Like, maybe it does." And I responded with the Ron Howard voice, "It didn't." <laughs> <laughs> I think. Wait, we have Coke Zero here in the office, right? Yes. yes. Okay, I will drink one after this Please. podcast. We I'll all let you should drink one. Oh, I, really I downed a can one in like a half. Right no, don't, don't. Value. They're just throwing out money. That's gold. Shall pour one it? out for Coke no, Zero. No, pour Coke Zero out for Coke not what you do. You (laughs) chug one. Let's talk about what we're playing this week. Uh, Chelsea, you're bad. Tell us why you're bad. (laughs) bad. You're bad. (laughs) (laughs) Because instead of playing something new, I fall back to my Persona 5 hole. But the people love it. The people love it. Um, I beat the fifth palace in the game, so I'm in the middle of October. And I've seen what happens after the fifth palace, too, which I won't get into spoilers. But here's what is upsetting me, and I'm going to try to be spoiler-free as possible here, but... Um, 
Uh, in the game, you have the opportunity to romance like 13 different characters. And the one character, as soon as I met her, I was like, that's my romance option, is the doctor that wears incredible like spiky collar and cool heels. I was like, yes, her. And so you go to a point where she takes you to a park and you're starting to talk and blah, blah, blah. And something's happened. She's like, why are you so upset? Tell me how you really feel. And your two options are, I love you and you should know how I really feel. And I was like, I'm not going full I love you. That's a lot of commitment. I really like this person, but I love you. I'm 17. I got a lot of options in front of me. (laughs) And so I chose the other, like, you should know how I really feel, which I thought was still clear. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. And then... I missed my chance for romance, basically. Oh, no. And you can never go back to it because you're continuing to raise up that confidant level. So now she's maxed out and it's like there are no future interactions with her. What? Okay, but yeah. the thing is, this actually sounds really realistic to me. Like, put yourself in her super hot shoes. Well, like, if a dude, if I shoes. heard, if I was, like, in love with the dude and then he was, like, he could either say, I love you back, or he could just be, like, girl, she you never know said, how I feel. That's, like, the Han Solo She never said how she felt. Okay, so it literally was like you were given the option to say. Can you yeah, role play you this? Yeah. Can you two role Can play this for me right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's Just like play. in Persona 5, the Ashley famous role playing game. Okay, so Allegra, you you're you're the doctor. Okay. Chelsea is a teenage boy. <laughs> I'm a teenage boy. And be, keep in mind that you've spent a long time testing weird medicines on me. <laughs> okay. This is so f- Anyway. Okay. Wait, who started How does the conversation? This conversation go? Um, we we went to the the park together, and you're saying, and you're starting to tell me, um, like she's saying, I'm I'm excited about doing future work. Why do you look so sad? Okay, wait, what's your character's name in that game? Um, I went with the uh, Akira, the the canon name, but I put a little star after it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, why? Just to be fancy? Yeah, I want to be fancy. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay, Akira, what's up? You're like quiet. Well, you should know how I really feel. I mean, we have a Is good... Is he say? Sorry. <laughs> That's literally it? No, no, no. There's a, I mean, he. here's the thing. You also, when you pick dialogue options for the character, they're very short, and then they just, he waves his hands. So is he saying it as like, you shouldn't be asking how I feel. No. You should I'm know just, I'm, also, I'm trying to be a little vague because I don't want to spoil. Like, oh, the th- okay. But like, she's basically, stop listening if you... For a minute now, if you care about Persona 5 spoilers. Skip forward a whole minute. <laughs> Some people get Polygon mad. Polygon show theater right Listen, now. she's mad because basically we helped her get her practice back or like get a, a job at a more fancy clinic. And now she's like, I'm going to close my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she jokingly says that to you and is like, why do you look so sad? But I think, though. What this I'm, was brought up before with Persona 5 translation. I think this is just like a classic translation kind of snafu thing because um, I think in the dialogue options for the Japanese version, like there's probably you should know how I feel. And then I think I love you was translated a little bit too literally because, you know, like in Japanese, when you tell someone you like them, like it can it's it sometimes translated as just like I like you, but it could also mean I love you. But it, it means I like you, like implied in the romantic way. So Which I much rather I would have much rather said I like you. That's what versus, I mean. I, I think that's what it was supposed to be, but probably. I think no, the that, translation that was. Just, we talked about this, Ashley, and that makes so much more sense. But it didn't help my anxiety about just oh, full yeah. on saying I love you to someone that. <laughs> that's totally like a no. I did that too. Teenager move though. A, you would totally be like, I love you. But at this point, my character has maxed out his charm rank, so he is debonair, as the game puts it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's so, okay, so it's, I love you. I love you. Leaning in. All right, so you did glasses. that. I'm sorry that you missed your, there's nothing worse than missing a romance option. So now I have I'm to sorry. decide my new my new romance new option. Path. Yeah. Well, keep us keep us posted on that. Ashley, you played Journey this week. Yeah, I played it for the first time. I had it downloaded, uh, and I haven't touched it for, like, over a year. Because I was like, no, I'm going to save this for some sometime special. And, I, you know, over the weekend, I was like, fuck it. You haven't played this for a year. Just play this game. So I played it, and I did not know what was going on. <laughs> I think I just inferred a lot. I missed one critical, like, story cutscene, so I missed the second one. But, I, I, I mean, I got the picture. But I, th- I think I did. Anyway, so I was playing it, um, and I had all this um, anxiety about, like, is this the right way to go? Like, 
should I explore here first? Do I need to go back to this? Like, what is the appropriate path? And like, someone else was in the room with me when I was playing it. And, you know, like this person already played it and was like, you know, I, it that doesn't matter with this game. Like it, you're just supposed to go like that's the experience. Like you can go however way you want. But I was so like, well, what if this isn't the right way? Like, should I go this way? What does this do? Eventually, you know, like I finished it pretty quickly. It's really short, but uh, yeah, I I just thought it was so cute that at the end they show you who you like the gamer tags of all the people like you've sort of passed or encountered, <laughs> which like was like a big surprise. Oh my god, spoiler! Sorry, I just remembered something about a name of a person. <laughs> Sorry, finish your story, okay. Simone. Finish your story. <laughs> um, and actually, the really cute thing was so at the time when I first saw someone, I didn't know that it was an actual person. Like I thought that it was a computer-generated thing. Sometimes you'll see them. The, and big ups to the fact that you've never had this spoiled for you because it's like a really magical. Experience. I think I did mildly last year and then I forgot about it and then I remembered it again. It doesn't matter, but um, I was playing it and again, like when I forgot that that happened and then they showed the gamer tags. The cutest part was at the very ending part, like the last like sixty seconds or so. There was someone else, so like me and someone else like finished the game together and I just realized I was like wait that was a real person like we both shared that experience like there was I mean I don't know again about spoilers but you're climbing up this super snowy fucking mountain to the point where I was just like okay and then you know your character just stops and I was like wait did I go the wrong way did I die this is bad and then I realized like that's you know how it's supposed to end but like I just was, that was so nice. I was like, this last, the last minute of like the wind blowing and like we both took cover at the same places and we both like kind of like followed each other and we're just kind of like did the little like talking thing or whatever that was. And it was just so cute. And then like I was moving the camera and it was just like these two like lone like characters just walking up this mountain next to each other and I just thought that it was like such a good way to end that game I, I feel like I'm about to start crying just thinking I, I, it was you so are nice. gonna start crying what I'm gonna tell you is that uh last time I watched my best friend play this he did it with another player and they got up to the mountain the very very top of the mountain and they drew hearts for each other in the oh. snow before they walked into the void. Oh, my <laughs> God. So when I played Journey, so I played Journey like a little bit after it came out on PS3. And I did not meet a single person. Oh, no. Ever. That is so sad. I thought I, I did not meet anyone because this game's been out for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you met so many people. Well, I didn't run into a single soul. We just replayed it for Fold Yeller with Russ. He and I played it like two weeks ago and we met someone else along the way and because I was blindfolded they did not stay with us because I was going very slowly uh, my other journey experience I didn't have any magical journey experiences that's fine I can just tell you my friends magical journey experiences where they went through literally the entire game like with this perfect other person bonded hugged each other in the snow chirped to each other got to the end thank you player knifed ya bum <laughs> <laughs> that's so good I wish I had been there Journey is so good, though. I'm so glad you finally played it. It's so good. Like, it is one of the most, like, emotional, like, magical I mean, considering there is no dialogue and it just, you know, you'll have sort of these pictures that sort of tell a little bit of a story. But, like, in terms of the environment everything, I just felt like it was so rich and, like, cultural. Like, it was, in fact, like, it looked like it was based off of this real civilization. Like, everything was so identifiable with, like, Mm -hmm. the colors and the design and just, like, the little script that they have. Oh, my God. I see. We can't talk about this game anymore just because I will start sobbing and I'm not even being melodramatic. Tell us about Metopia then. (laughs) Yeah. It's just I love Journey so much. Um, Okay. Yes. Let's talk about Metopia, which I just finished uh, reviewing. Still playing it a little bit. And your review is up. It is up. It's up up on website polygon.com. On website polygon.com. Spinoff of polygon.com. And it's out uh, when you are listening to this. It will be available on Nintendo 3DS. So I made, you can make me's in that game. That's the whole point. All the characters are me's. So obviously I made you guys in the game. Um, So Chelsea is a tiny little warrior, stubborn warrior, and you at first were very, very bad. 
in my party. You were very, you died a lot. It, you died it, so much. It me. <laughs> and the stubborn quirk, so every personality type has a quirk. The stubborn quirk is like you just randomly decide you don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> so when your turn would come, you would just like look to the side and be like, nah. Meh. And then you would die, Chelsea. <laughs> Meh. And I would get so mad at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like laying in bed playing Utopia, screaming, Chelsea, yes, I'd be like, why did you fight? Literally, Chelsea, <laughs> every time I'd be like, fucking Chelsea again. <laughs> but you were so cute. Um, I'm cute. Yay. Okay, Simone was really, really good. She was a Thank chef. You. She was <gasps> so good. So your thing, I forget what personality type you were, but your special skill as a chef was like you could heal us. Heck and yeah. you also had a really awesome move called Spicy Dish, where you would just <laughs> make, you would heat up like spicy food and throw it in someone's mouth, usually mine. And then, <laughs> and then like I would just go and burn all the enemies, which so is a really would, like, cool hulk, attack. Hulk out and, and have flame breath? Yeah. Oh That's my god. god. Yeah, you were so good. You were like one of my favorite characters, Simone. Um, and Ashley, Ashley is my actual favorite character though, because Ashley <laughs> wasn't a member of my party she wasn't playable but she was part of a very crucial storyline involving a love triangle with the princess of Metopia, who was betrothed to a prince from some faraway land and Ashley was the princess's true love they were childhood friends and she was the besmirched noble's son <laughs> so every time I ran into Ashley she would be getting smacked around by some monster so the first time I meet her She's like trying to fight this monster without any weapons. It's a huge enemy. And I sent Ashley a picture. Literally, it's just her, like, her head is like rotated 180 degrees, <laughs> flying through the air, and then just knocked out on the ground. Yeah, there was one where I thought that the picture she sent me, I was on the ground, and I had my head like rotated towards the camera, and my mouth was like all squiggly. And at first, I was like, is this me just like drunk in a field, like rolling around? <laughs> like you do. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And Allegra's like, no, you just got done being beat up. <laughs> um, there's this one boss battle where <laughs> you insisted that you wanted to take on the boss, once again, despite having any weapons. And it's like, Ashley, it's a two minute scene of you just constantly <laughs> trying to punch this enemy and getting knocked out and then getting back on your feet and trying again. <laughs> Sounds accurate. What? Oh, you're the best character. I, really... I want a 3DS just so I can play this ridiculous game. It's yeah. so fun. Like, we always talk about how I hate reviewing. Like, all the games I play, I hate. I literally, this is going to be one of my games of the year. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. um, also, producer Pat was in my game. He was a cleric. <laughs> and we were really good friends. He was my best friend. Um, and then I was getting really close with uh, another party member who is our entertainment editor, Susanna. And <laughs> it's a cutscene where I'm just chilling out with Susanna. And then suddenly it cuts to producer Pat looking in on us from the window, oh. tearing up. Which is, and it says, uh-oh, Pat likes Allegra and saw it all. He saw everything. <laughs> I can't believe you would hurt him like that. It's so devastating. He's just like crying. And the best part is that Pat is looking through a window at us right now. Also, crying. <laughs> Wasn't there also uh, crying. A love triangle with you, Russ, and Pat. Yes, Russ, who's our uh, editorial director. I'm calling of video. HR. I don't know what his his title is. Pretty, or director of live video. Yeah. So Russ was in my party too. It was me, Pat, Russ, and Susanna. And Russ loved Pat, and I loved <laughs> Pat, and I loved Pat, and Pat was just like. Yeah, so whatever. We I'm all so love popular. Pat. Everyone loves Pat. Um, and so Russ and I hated each other. <laughs> but then you killed them all, right? Uh, I didn't kill them. They got kidnapped. You all got kidnapped, actually. Except Ashley. Ashley's just somewhere I'm just dead useless. <laughs> flailing Wait, with Simone my bare fists. Did I, I ever? You fell in a hole, and or yeah. no, everyone fell in a hole, and then you got Chelsea and I. It yeah, really, everyone fell in a hole, of your and then a journey doesn't really. All happen. of you guys fell in a hole, and then you, and then you ruined intern Thomas by making him an imp. Yeah, he's oh just my God. a freaking brat. <gasps> God, he sucks so much. I love him so much in real life, but in the game, he's just constantly poking me in the butt with a pitchfork. Come and turn at polygon.com where you can be tortured by your coworkers. Oh, can we talk about King Grant? 
that yeah. you sent me a screenshot of, our editor-in-chief. So, okay, so uh, I had to, like, make the royal court, which is when I made you, Ashley. Um, and so I was like, okay, Grant obviously has to be the king. He's our editor-in-chief. And I didn't realize that he was going to be, like, 14 sizes bigger than, like, like he's a huge, huge character. And every single time you see him, he's just eating a gigantic chicken leg. No. Did you send him screenshots of this? No, I still haven't because I'm afraid. You have to. I First of all, send them to me. I was very disappointed when I read your review because there were no pictures of me in it. There were no I, I know. I, lo- I looked for pictures of me, too. I yeah, think you need look, to make a gallery. I think you need yeah. to update your review with the besmirched noble son on the ground. I do need to do a review update, just specifically talking about your journey, because it was very Wait, how to my did I manage to kill a monster with no weapons? No, you didn't kill him. Oh, God. <laughs> he you just you. tried. Okay. Over and over. Oh. Should we talk about some of the news that's been happening this week? The very little Other than bit. Coke Zero. Other than Coke Zero. Coke Zero, obviously, biggest gaming story of the week. Of the year, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll do a full review of Coke Zero in August. Ashley, are you going to be reviewing Coca-Cola Zero Sugar? Oh, my God. Will I ever. When is the embargo lift? (laughs) Do we have preview footage of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar? Can we get a hands-on appointment with Coca-Cola Zero Sugar? I want the Polygon show to do that. We should do that on an app when it's out. Please sponsor us. I'll crack our cans at the same time. (laughs) Slurp for 10 minutes. We can get those cans that are say, like, share this Coke with Ashley. I want that. Okay, but anyway. Anyway. In the news, there was a very sad thing other than Coke Zero Sugar, um, which was the SNES Classic pre-orders. Can we talk about that? Yeah. What a disaster. It was such a disaster. That is exactly the word for it. So basically... Friday night, Walmart opened up pre-orders for the SNES Classic. At like 11.45 p.m. Super late. Um, and everyone frantically, you know, who was awake on a Friday or like not having fun <laughs> being social, which is what you should be doing, um, was like frantically pre-ordering it. But then after 20 minutes, they like took it out of stock. You couldn't pre-order anymore. And it turns out they accidentally hit the switch too early. Like they weren't supposed to have pre-orders ready. So they canceled all of them. Every single one. Like, that is heartbreaking. And they were so shady about this. So I was, like, trying to make video about it. And you were, of course, writing news stories about it. And it's like, they were confirming to some people on Twitter, like, yeah, sorry, your pre-order is canceled. It was too early, et cetera. But they wouldn't, they didn't release an official statement of, like, we are canceling all of them. We are sorry until yesterday. So it was, like, three days of, like, what is happening. Yeah, I also Are some saw, of them good? I saw like screenshots of Walmart saying to people like, oh no, your order is not canceled. It's just been like postponed. Yeah. Shrug. Like, shruggity shrug. Like, here's your new delivery date. It'll be delivered later, but it's not canceled. And so many people were like, see, it's not canceled. And then like more confusion. And then 24 hours later, no, it's canceled. Did you guys order any of them during that window? No. So Chris Grant, King Grant, was supposed to pre-order an SNES Classic for both him and me. And so I was in Chicago, um, so I was an hour behind. But either way, I was out. And then when I came back, I saw that the pre-orders had opened. So I texted Chris Grant at 1 in the morning. I was like, hey, not to bother you on Friday night at 1 in the morning, but did you pre-order those SNES Classics? And then he texted me back the next morning. He was like, God fucking damn it, no! One time I try and do something, the freaking SNES pre-order opens. He was camping. So. He was camping. He was so upset. I mean, at least, I mean, this is good. It worked out case. It worked out great for all of us who yeah. didn't get one. We learned, I think we learned some valuable lessons from this. One, uh, if you are waiting for notification, or if you are signed up to be notified when the SNES goes on pre-order, make sure you get mobile notifications because it might happen at 11.45 p.m., and you probably aren't going to be sitting in front of your email refreshing it madly. Um, and don't buy from Walmart. <laughs> yeah. And, maybe- and also, they will be sold out in like half an hour, literally, if this is anything to go by. So The lesson I learned is don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. That's don't another go to sleep. The lesson I learned is never hope for anything. Yeah. yeah. Don't have hopes or dreams. Um, save up. Start saving up money now because you're going to be on eBay. You're going to be I'm, on. I'm going to be on eBay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nintendo's not going to send you an SNES. Oh, I thought you were saying that we were up for auction. Yes. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> you took no, that to a different place. <laughs> you, I love the viewer, I mean, the listener, we are not going down that road. <laughs> 
let's take a different path here. Let's walk away. Let's talk. Wait, Allegra, why were you in Chicago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful segue, Chelsea. That was really good. Let's all stop for a second to talk about how good the segue that was. That was a really that good That was segue. so good. Good wow. callback to when I mentioned Chicago. Yeah, I really like that. Um, so I was in Chicago for the now infamous Pokemon Go Fest. Um, still wearing the wristband because I never take my wristbands off. I still have the media one, too, because I'm a disgusting urchin. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just take some scissors over to Allegra's arm and just... Again, this is uh, me narrating all of Ashley's facial expressions. She's disgusted. What? It just, they don't come off. Use a scissor. I mean, I don't want to take it what off. What if the, there's Why? residue I'm on media. it? I don't know. I'll take it off after this. Anyway. Are Let's you going to get a rash? I have not you taken any of one. these bracelets off in like years. So for I'll, the listener, I'll... Allegra is displaying an arm full of like seven bracelets right now. <laughs> Literally, my arm is a different color under here. Ew! That's amazing. <laughs> Allegra. It's a she, green. Mean, she means less tan, I think. Green, but a pale green. It's <laughs> not. Talk. A pale verdant okay, hue. Okay, enough about Allegra's green arms. Tell us about Grant pale Park. Pale verdant hue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway, so I was at Pokemon Go Fest uh, covering it from the ground, and it was a disaster. Um, So clearly clearly the game did not work, unsurprisingly to uh, no one, uh, or surprisingly to no one. Whatever. Unsurprising to anyone? Unsurprising to anyone, yes. (laughs) 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 Anyway... Um, so basically within so it was it ran from nine to seven or it was supposed to and the first hour and a half it was working fine because there weren't as many people there and as soon as like the doors officially opened at 10 and like a ton of people showed up they had almost 20 million 20 thousand got 20 thousand people there <laughs> 20 million uh it was just like you could not get on the game at all mm-hmm. you couldn't get on the servers I had I literally had to walk like half a mile outside of the park to call Chelsea like I had no cell oh server. yeah and you still sounded like crap too I could barely hear you yeah. it sounded like you were in a well yeah there was no data at all it was terrible and I was like writing stories frantically on my phone from a mile outside of this park it was nuts and so everyone was just booing they had a live stream going and like a stage show so they would just boo like all the Niantic people who would come on stage they were just saying like give Give us refunds, fix the game. It was wild. It was just like mm-hmm. a lot of people walking around aimlessly in like the mud because it had rained the night before, just not doing anything. And I was talking to people who came from Germany, who came from Wisconsin, who came from New York, California, Canada, like all over the place. And they were like, yeah, this freaking people, sucks. It's people my came from Germany? I talked to this guy and he came from Germany and he said it cost him $880 oh. one <gasps> way. That's the saddest thing to me. Yeah. I, I never expected it, I guess, to go super, super well. But the fact that, I mean, these people really, really, these are people who really, really love this game. And they went all that way to, you know, have fun and catch Pokemon in a park. And that's fucking tragic. Plus, yeah. weren't the tickets being scalped for like $200, even though they were originally $20? Like it was already, mm-hmm. like, so you already paid a bunch of money. Yeah. I talked to this one couple and it was like their anniversary thing. They were from, I think they were from New York or something. So they flew into Chicago for Pokemon Go Fest because they like fell in love playing Pokemon Go Fest. Oh and this was their one year anniversary. And so they wanted to like go to Pokemon Go Fest and just celebrate for the weekend. And they said they, bought their tickets on eBay and I think it was four fifty each or something. And oh, yeah, these were twenty dollar tickets. My God. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for those people. It was awful. And the thing is, so they ended up giving everyone refunds because it went so badly. But in the email about the refunds, they were like, so if you uh, sold your ticket on the black market, please do the right thing and give the, the money back to the person who bought it from you. And so oh no one's going to do that. So all give these that eBay $20. people, yeah, all these eBay people just made an extra $20 on top of the 450 or whatever they were charging. Jeez. Yeah. How could you? I just don't understand. I talked about this a bit about this on my other podcast, Rocket, last night, but we were talking about how at every single event, like even events that aren't focused on a mobile game that has to connect to the internet, at PAX, at E3, whatever, cell service sucks. It's because there are a lot of people there. There's so much precedent for looking at this and saying, well, we have 20,000 people, just under 20,000 people, whatever the number is, coming to Grant Park. How we we should probably talk to the the cell companies and make sure that we have you know 
enough bandwidth to handle this. Maybe we should set up a Wi-Fi network for these people because there are going to be a lot of them and they're probably coming from all over. Like, ah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's tons of precedent. They've they set up plenty of things like cell towers for concerts and, and mm-hmm. s- sporting events and all that stuff. It's just like the cell providers are used to this. It seems like Niantic's fault totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it was both a provider issue and then like a game client issue, which mm-hmm. is insane after a year of Pokemon Go. And when it first came out, there were tons of similar server issues, but they still haven't worked them out, which is, it was really upsetting. Like, cause I ha- like hung out the night before they had like a media dinner and mm-hmm. I was talking to them. I was like, oh, are you guys like concerned about the weather or how many people are going to come or anything? And they're like, no, we're like, trying to just be optimistic it's gonna go great we're really excited we've been working on this for six months and then like they were just devastated the next day it was really sad that's right a pr person told you it was a disaster yeah they said they were horrified uh it was it was not great but for me as a reporter it was awesome (laughs) i had so many stories here (laughs) time yeah i was like living it up dog and i took myself out to a 60 dollar dinner afterward Mm, it was great callous (laughs) <laughs> how does this happen anyway yeah that that super sucks uh i wonder if they'll do it again next year if they'll try know. harder yeah i don't know uh, i feel like they have to like make up for it somehow but. i mean this is especially like the premise and promise of this game remember when they showed ads months before the game launched originally that were like everyone in Times square catching mewtwo mm-hmm. and you're just like oh yeah it's gonna be amazing we can all gather together and catch pokemon and it's never no, lived up to that never always catch pokemon alone <laughs> always alone <laughs> always alone but in a place with really good cell reception let's take a second to talk about zip recruiter Hey, this is Chelsea here talking to you about ZipRecruiter. I've had to post jobs before and it's a pain in the butt, but ZipRecruiter makes it really easy. If you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it goes on to 100 plus job sites. Also, 80% of job listings posted get a qualified candidate in just a day. That's pretty amazing. You're no longer dealing with emails, phone calls, screening a bunch of applicants. ZipRecruiter makes it really easy. To find out why so many other people have enjoyed the benefits of ZipRecruiter, you can post an ad for free today. That's right. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Polygon. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Polygon. Thanks, ZipRecruiter, for sponsoring the Polygon Show. It's email o'clock. Hey. Hey, y'all. Long-time listener, first-time caller. My question is, if you had to be a centaur with any non-human video game character or creature, so your head on a character's body, who or what would you choose? I saw this question, and then I got so excited about it, and then I absolutely forgot to think about it at all. (laughs) Wait. Okay, but any non-human video game character? Any non-human video game character? I would be... Kate Sith from Final Fantasy VII, that beautiful, huggable, squishy, large body just replaced the cat on top (laughs) with my head. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait. I could be a chocobo. Oh, cute. I could just put my head on that long neck. I want to say pink. Mm. I think pink. Maybe I could be like a blue chocobo. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just thinking about colors. Ashley, your Kate Sith thing, I like that idea, but it freaks me out because, like, the cat, it's his whole body. Yeah. But it would just be your head. Yeah, it would have two heads. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Would you be the, wait, would you be the Moogle, that, the robot Moogle that he rides on, too? Because isn't that... Yeah, so instead of the cat, just take the cat out, okay? Because he's wait. not attached to the robot Moogle. He's just, like, sitting on it. Okay. Wait. And then and you replace take it with the cat her head. Off. So Moogle. it's my head on a robot Moogle. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Why? Why is the cat gone? Because I Where need room. Where did the cat's body go? But it, you're, why isn't your head on the cat's body? It's <sighs> boring. I want to be a robot dinosaur from Horizon Zero Dawn, and I want to, like, glumph down Broadway to the office every morning and I want you to like hear me coming and uh, have to wait outside to catch me with traps to make me do my job. That's perfect. 
I want to be a Venusaur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. That's oh, super the neck, man. <laughs> who needs a neck? We can, head coming out of we can preview body. it because I have the Venusaur. No, talk. no. <laughs> yes. Get some fun. <laughs> Leave my <laughs> so there's a lot of outrage here because <laughs> there are these very nice Pokemon toys that Allegra got in the mail last year. And I took the Venusaur figurine and I used it, reconfigured its parts. And Allegra would get really upset every time because I would do really scary things to it. I'm just remembering we had the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball case and you put a Venusaur's head on one of the girls' bodies. I'm, I'm opening Photoshop right now. Um, I mean, but, I'll do this later. I'll do yeah. this later, but just know I'm, that it's going to be. No, I'm, I'm really excited out. for my Venusaur fusion. I'm going to print out your head. I'm going to stick it on yes. to the body. It's going to look so good. Chelsea, fine whip. No? Solar solar beam? Solar beam? Solar beam. Does Venusaur not vine whip? No, oh, Venusaur vine whips. I can okay. do that. I'm vine whipping right now. What? <laughs> I'm not happy with any part of this. Yes, you are. Wait, what part are you? Uh, God, I'm trying to think. Put your head on a non-human. <laughs> Put my head on a non-human body. Okay, well, obviously I would like go with Pokemon normally, but I can't now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a good dog. I ruined Pokemon for Allegra. You really did. Hmm. I'm just thinking Finally. like, God. No, I had it. And now I don't know. I'm just thinking mm. like a worm. Like I just want to be like a bug or something. A worm? Like a oh. beetle. What, like a worm from worms? I'm thinking like an Animal Crossing because you can like catch bugs. So I'm just going through the compendium of I bugs. I just had a great idea. And my idea is can I be an Octoling from Splatoon? Because I love them. Yeah. They make really silly faces. And I think I want I want to just be that As long as cool. you're not that horrible one that spits out the whole giant roller of paint. Oh, those things are disgusting. Yeah. Oh my god, I just got to that part uh, this weekend when I was playing Splatoon. They they, uh, they Nick, Nick Robinson <laughs> slowed it down and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. They're so <laughs> gross. I don't understand. They look like I'm trying to describe what they look like, but there's just like a lot of like, if you have a problem with thinking about things in throats don't look at them ever because they're very bad. I don't want to be one of these sexy octolings. I want to be like one of the ones that's just like a tentacle with no legs. Perfect. There's a, a picture of Venusaur that is now just stuck to my computer screen and it won't fucking go away. Oh it's Wait, literally just it. stuck. It's literally stuck. You have to restart oh. your computer. Oh my God, this is perfect. Um, uh, I'll take a screen cap of this. This is absurd. God. Maybe, maybe, oh, like the, the octoling tentacle, you could be like the tentacle from Day of the Tentacle, but just a little tiny Simone head on the little wheel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be so oh, cute. That'd be really cute. Someone's going to have to decide. Put put my head on a tentacle somewhere, and then I will pick my favorite I think the Day of the Tentacle one my head be very good for you. Okay, also, I just thought of one. So, to steal from Ashley, to crib from Ashley's idea, I like that cat in Splatoon, the really big cat, and how in Splatoon 2 he has a little baby cat. His name, his name is Jug, cat. right? Judd. Judd. It's Jug. Big cat. Jug. I want my name to be Jug. Jug. God. Jug is a much better baby. <laughs> it's named Little Judd or Little Jug if you're in Chelsea's fiction now. Jug. All right. Next question uh, from Sophia. First of all, I love this podcast and you guys are hilarious. My question is what your advice would be to me, a person who loves playing video games but doesn't really have any friends that play them. I managed to have a good amount of fun just playing by myself or with my brothers, but I feel like I'm missing out on a whole other aspect of gaming by not playing with friends. Please help me. I'm begging you, please. Love, Sophia. First of all, Sophia, someone who is a professional gamer with no <laughs> friends to play with <laughs> for a long time. Okay. Professional gamer. gamer. For, okay, for, first of all. Ashley just also put her leg up to the front. <laughs> she was a professional gamer. So, one, friends are overrated. You can have a lot of fun by yourself. Okay. But as more constructive advice, though, um, an example, when I wanted to try out a certain strike or something in Destiny, it does help to kind of go on Reddit sometimes and find threads. There are a lot of other people who do need other people to play with, and everyone is super chill about it. Oh, um, yeah, the, that LFG site, apparently everyone really likes. 
looking for group oh. at Destiny. Yeah. Looking, wow, I wish I that knew about Destiny that. Just, it's specifically for <laughs> Destiny, but yeah. Oh, wow. I spent I know hours alone. Uh, Hundreds of hours playing solo. Dude, I, I, I actually... The only one who soloed Destiny, Ashley O. Ashley's the best. I do think that, like, local gaming events are... Really, if you live somewhere or you can get access to one, like... Paxes are great, but like get really crowded. But there's other events like Magfest. There's anime conventions. Indie Mega Booth is doing indie game shows across the country. They just did one in Atlanta, sponsored by Adult Swim, and it's really uh, so. Just like going to a local thing, like in New York, NYU sponsors stuff. There's just like there's options for local stuff, which I think are good good mm-hmm. ways to meet people that are like a drive away or things like that. And you and people like at those at those conventions generally like. 95% of people are looking for friends. It's mm-hmm. not, there's not a lot of assholes there. And I may, I've made a few really good friends uh, from Tumblr. Like I made one friend who, and then I kind of infiltrated that person's friend group and now I'm friends with all of their friends and they, I've played like Assassin's Creed with them. I've played Overwatch now with them. So if you meet one like nice person online and they have cool friends, uh, Working your way into that friend group, I think, is a good way if uh, if you're playing online games. And if you're not playing online games, then I, I think that, I mean, any of these suggestions hopefully will be helpful to you. And then you can have fun. Have fun with your, your new friends. This yeah. question is from Patches. Hey, y'all. Your show is a brilliant shining light in a toilet world. It's a show that makes me cheese real big, and I'm loving it. I like that turn of phrase there. What does that mean? I don't know. Make a cheesy grin, like smile. Oh, thank God. My question for you is, what's a local multiplayer game, local multiplayer game, or memory you treasure? For example, my favorite local multiplayer memories are playing Super Mario RPG with my brother and family friends, taking turns with each character during the turn-based combat. More conventionally, I also loved playing Melee and Brawl after school with my friends every Friday. Thanks. Y'all rock. I used to do that too. I used to play Brawl with my friends like every weekend in high Mm -hmm. school. Um, So that was awesome. Uh, I remember, do you guys remember Push Me, Pull You? Yeah. Yeah. From last year? Yeah, that game. The year 2016? (laughs) (laughs) The year of our Lord, 2016. Um, So that was a really fun local multiplayer game that was kind of like soccer meets cat dog. So basically you played like a two-headed being. um, And so you guys would actually, you could share the controller or you could Mm -hmm. have your own controller. And I remember we were all really into that in the Polygon office for like, a week or something and I just remember like fighting with people while sharing a controller and like I feel like that was a really good bonding experience with all y'all that, that was, was really fun, fun that game. and Mount Your Friends we've had yeah. good experiences with when oh. I was in grade school did you guys remember the game that came in the Captain Crunch box it's like Crunchling something Oh, oh my gosh, I no. hope any of our listeners have heard of this freaking game. It was a game that came in the Captain Crunch box, and it was a PC game where you had to like raise crunchlings and then go through like a crunchling Olympics and you got to like customize the color of it. And it was basically just like take care of this weird animal and then you would challenge I don't even remember who the enemy was, but I would play it with my next door neighbor for like hours. It was one of those things where you look back on it and you're like, I'm, there were like two mechanics in that game and my child brain was like, this is so <laughs> engrossing. I am here forever. So I had a lot of fun with that. Googling this to prove it's real. Um, I remember last year on a stream oh, we streamed the Overcooked Holiday Pack, that DLC. Really? That's a which, good memory for you? <laughs> no, I was going to preface this way with it's not really a great memory, but it's a memory. <laughs> so it was very, very hard, actually, and we were all screaming. But I do have a fond memory of when we all set fire to the kitchen and we weren't aware someone accidentally threw the fire extinguisher like into the water. But like we didn't know that, like you know, it essentially respawned. So we all kind of just sat back and just watched the kitchen just light on fire. And then I, I remember I looked up and Simone, who was running the stream, was in the corner just staring at us, disappointed in her children. She was so, she was like, my stupid children. I remember like you, access, I think Simone got access to the Polygon Twitter account, like tweeted something about you guys. Do you remember that? Yeah. Probably. I th- it was on Facebook, I think. I think I was commenting on Facebook okay, as Polygon. Okay, you like, as Polygon, you're like, my stupid, stupid children. <laughs> and then eventually we're like, oh, wait, it's 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 right there. 
and I then didn't we found even, it. You're doing, you were doing fine because I didn't even know that that was a fire extinguisher until that point. Oh, I thought oh. it was like a, a weird knife on a chopping block. I don't know why I thought that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought that, mm. that red thing on the counter was a was not a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. And then I remember I was playing as the raccoon in the wheelchair. Meals on Wheels is his name. Mm-hmm. And as it was burning, I remember I just like kept rolling off the edge because I thought it was fun. I was like, well, my house is burning down. I'm just going to keep. And then I just kept rolling off and rolling off. Dying. And eventually someone's like, Ashley, there's. There's a fire extinguisher. We can keep playing. <laughs> and then, like, I think the level ended, like, a couple seconds later, and it was like, you made two things. Didn't you get, like, negative 30 points? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Do you have any good multiplayer memories, Chelsea? I I, I remember playing, uh, my brother and I, you know, we were close in age, so we'd fight a lot as kids. But the thing that I think the first time that we really started to get along was, was Goldeneye. Oh. So I think I was, like, 12 and he was 8. And it was just, like, a thing that we could, like, beat each other up uh, or, like, and play against each other, um, but, you know, in a very, like, focused way. So we would always have games where we played with proximity mines. Oh, my god! And gosh. just, like, booby trap different sections of this <laughs> of this level and w- just wait for each other and be like, somebody has to come find the other person. And there's, like, 50 proximity mines between you and them. So good luck. Uh, yeah, that was just, like, Cold and I was so amazing for multiplayer. Or just playing with slappers and chasing each other down and, and, and with slappers one-hit kill with your dumb little 3D, you know, like, Three graphics were so bad that your hands look yeah. like a piece of meat <laughs> slapping each other with. It's so good. I love like finding creative ways to play games as a kid because there were just so many possibilities back then with your imagination for doing weird shit in games. And I don't know. Now here we are being anxious because we have to explore every inch of journey or <laughs> yeah. else we might miss something. God, what, a, what has happened to me? I used to play with pens and pretend <laughs> they were spaceships and like have them fight in a galactic war and now I'm just like am I, am I did I get the map? Is there a map? What, well, what, do I need to collect that? What is that? How many of those are there? Do I need three? Just loot grinding. Fuck. Loot, loot grinding journey. This is from Day 10. Hi, Polygon Show. Listener since ep one. Heart emoji. I was feeling down today and needed to pick me up. Nothing brings me back like the funky style of Jet Set Radio. I felt so much better. Made me wonder, what's your comfort game? Mm. That's a hard question because so many games make me stressed. (laughs) I would say, for me, I really like rhythm games. Ooh. Yeah. So, like... I'm not great at them, but I will always learn like a couple songs and like get really good at those songs and feel super awesome about myself. So Elite Beat Agents was like my jam. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and so I got really, really good at like most of the songs what on was your, like medium difficulty. What was your favorite song? Or it's, it's, okay, I, I, I also beat that game and love it. Right. So. Okay. So all the songs were covers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I really liked um, the anthem by Good Charlotte. I liked. Uh, uh, Lala by Ashley Simpson. Oh my god, that was that was good. <laughs> yeah. The one that I can't handle, and if I still hear it in, because it'll sometimes play in a grocery store, is the I don't know the name of the song. It's but it goes, "You're my inspiration." Yeah, it's called "You're My Inspiration." It, okay, that song, <laughs> but that song has got the saddest seat. Like that's a really sad part in that game. I cried the first time I got all the way through because what it's happens. Like, so basically, uh, you're uh, you're kind of helping this little girl because her dad. Is like I'm going to work and dies in a car crash. Oh God! And so you, the dad's ghost is like lighting the candles on her birthday cake and doing all this stuff to make her like know that he's still around. No, it is so sad. Fucking sad. So sad. And it's just like, holy what the shit! Fuck do they do? So every time I hear that song, which it it only plays in like shitty <laughs> grocery stores and public places, specifically and you're like, shitty grocery stores, not yes. good grocery stores, not not, not Whole Foods, not Whole oh. Foods. Uh, it, yeah, you only hear it in places like that, and then I'm like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> she's never gonna see this dad kind of again. Like goes against my point that this is a comforting game, but like that, I mean, I have that down pat. Like I can just go all the way through I that can, game. I can and see the beats go. in my head though it's like yeah, and like dot 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 yeah. and then there's a line yeah yeah like what rhythm games game are so on? repetitive um ds i'm never gonna play it <laughs> i'll bring in my ds one day and Do you'll that. play it yeah. okay it's... do you have one, a comfort game ashley oh yoshi's woolly world Aww. it's so cute 
It's so heartfelt and cute that it's impossible to be upset while playing that game. Maybe I should get a Wii U for because co- I feel like every game I like I, I get I'll get more. Wow, let me repeat <laughs> that word ten times. I feel like I get so competitive with myself that it's and I have fun, but I'm not comforted. I don't relax when I'm playing games. Unless nope, no, I was gonna say Peggle Two, but that's all freaking light. Little Big Planet Two. Little Big Planet oh, 2. Actually, Little Big Planet, both of the yeah. first two Little Big Planet games, because those actually are games that I did play over and over and over again, so that going through the levels is just like reflex memory, and then I feel like a badass. Yeah. I'm glad I had an answer for that. Yeah. I feel hey. like people have, you know, like those like repetitive games or games you don't have to think about that much. Oddly enough, mine is also Final Fantasy IX, <laughs> <laughs> which I just keep going back to. It's such a pleasant game. You just, just can't get enough. You just breathe. What are you right playing it? it on? Final, like not right now. If you're going back to it, what? How do you play it right now? <laughs> How do you have a PS2? You have a PS3. Oh, and, and it's it, you can play PS1 games. Oh, okay. Nice. I don't know why I seem so taken aback. <laughs> like what? what? It's like when I asked you what you kept in the drawer with the Nintendo suit. You're like, what? Oh, we still trapped. don't know, do we? No, I, and I, I never want to know. <laughs> uh, I never know what kind of you probably is. don't want to know. This is from Blake. Hi, everyone. Love the show so far. It's really fun to listen to. Thank you, Blake. My question was prompted by last week's episode where you suggested Bioshock to someone getting into games, a game I just finished replaying. I loved Bioshock uh, when it came out and... and bleh. I loved Bioshock when it came out and for a long time, but playing it now in the wake of newer games and some comments made about the game since then, I found a lot of it, especially the story and the characters, much less enjoyable, mainly still appreciating the aesthetics and some bits of the gameplay. So I was wondering, do any of you have games that you used to love but in retrospect have come to be disappointed in? Keep up the great work. Blake. Chelsea, you were nodding. I feel, I, like, I feel this way about Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. Ooh. Shots fired, Shots Chelsea. Fi- yep. No, Sonic was a, just a game that I was ex- especially taken with as a kid. Like, And I, some of the platforming in on that, the original ones, doesn't feel as good. Oh, you're just like, you don't really, it's just not as well designed if you're looking at other modern examples of platforming or even other Nintendo games. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I was just eight years old and was playing this game. But... As a person who didn't play Sonic growing up, I, I watched my best friend play it a few years ago, and I was just enraged. I felt so old. It's so fast. He goes so fast, you guys. It made me mad. It's too fast. Yeah, actually, I can't keep track of it. Yeah, as someone who also didn't play Sonic games as a child, it just makes me anxious. And then I'm like, well, what about all those rings? I, well, I what about that. all those rings? You can't go back. He, he just so keeps, back. keeps going. But I think, attacked, and I'm not happy. But I think it's sub- any of this conversation. No, because I think it's substitute. Like you just breeze through a level, so it's not necessarily like there's amazing pieces of level design in the middle because you're just like zoom through it. You don't ki- like that's what you're I'm going saying. Too fast. Counterpoint: Sonic CD. End of story. That's fine. I didn't play Thank Sonic you. CD, so I don't have an opinion on that one. I was thinking about <laughs> Sonic Two. I don't know what Sonic I was thinking about because I don't play those games. The music is still good, though. Maybe I should. We should have like a sit down, and you can teach me to be a youth yeah. <laughs> and love Sonic. You're, for reference, Allegra is three years younger than me, who is the second second youngest person on the show. So she is a baby. That's like a logic puzzle, which means that she can go super fast, and we're all very slow. We just true dinosaurs up in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I felt that way, Blake, about. Bioshock Infinite, which I have hmm. not gone back to since I first played it. I, I really, really liked it when it came out. And since then, again, like I've done a lot of thinking about it and a lot of reading about it. And I'm like, maybe I just won't go back to it. And maybe I'll just let, let that sit. I definitely did have like some complaints at the time just about how they I felt like they tried to do the exact same formula as Bioshock 1 in terms of like having plasmids like having that technology exist but it doesn't make sense for people in Colombia to need to shoot fire from their fingers because they live in ostensibly what is a peaceful place like it's supposed to be this utopia before it goes wrong and it goes wrong while you're there why do they have all these like horrible death like death weapons that are just for sale in vending machines it doesn't make sense that they would need them whereas it does kind of make sense in rapture that those things exist um and there, there are certainly a lot of other problems with there's that just game. some narrative so many narrative yeah. issues about that game mm-hmm. and and also the shooting isn't fun that's 
that's my main problem. The boss, <laughs> the final boss fight is terrible. But I played that in a rush and gave it an extremely positive review. And only now, like, do I have a way different feeling about it? So I'm totally with yeah. You. I th- you're definitely not alone there. I feel like a lot of there that game was really well well reviewed, and now everyone is like, hmm, really. <laughs> Bioshock 1 does still hold up for me, though. Um, oh, yeah. Even having replayed it recently. I don't know if that's just because I have so many emotions invested in yeah. that game. I just feel very personally attached to that game, yeah. actually. There's just everything about the aesthetic and just so many things that... And even about the characters, and that's something that I I think grew to appreciate more, is being able to follow narratives of these characters that you only meet through audio diaries. And I think it's really hard to do, like, on a first playthrough. I'm not I'm not saying this about you, Blake, but for me, on my first playthrough, there are so many narratives, like, of Masha's parents that I didn't follow, where, like, you hear about them looking for Masha, and then you eventually find their bodies, like, hugging each other in a room. And that's a narrative that I think doesn't necessarily come up on a first playthrough. So for me, my my appreciation for that game has only grown, unfortunately, over time because I am that person. <laughs> Do you have any, any games for this one, Ashley? Oh, definitely. That's entirely my Crash Bandicoot review. That Ooh. is literally, oh, just to summarize, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, yeah, I loved those games as a kid. Um, obviously, it's a little bit altered since they did mention that they did change the jumping mechanics a bit. Um, but, Slim I mean, just like crash. that aside, just, yeah, I think there's just sort of like a youthful willingness that you have to keep pressing on with games like that. Like, And I mean specifically also for the non-platforming levels, so the motorcycle race that you have to come in first, the fucking jet ski thing that Coco is on with like the unnavigated whatever waters, that thing, the giant mass that's supposed to be water is just like, why Why was this my favorite when I was a kid? Like what, and what compelled me to continue playing this game? Because like, there were, I mean, again, it's different when you're reviewing it because you're kind of playing it in a rush, but... Like, even when you're not, I just feel like you get to a point and you're just like, you know what I could do? I could also not do this right now. Yeah. I could go so, play something I can actually beat or yeah. something that's well made. This is something that, like, Chelsea learned, too, with her ukulele review of, like, those 90s platformers. Yeah, those are the ones that do not age. Like, when we got this question, I was thinking Banjo-Kazooie. That was the game that made me want to own a console. And then even, like, four years later, I was like, this is horrible. This is a bad game. I've never replayed it. I, like, I only rented Banjo and Kazooie and had a really fun time but I think that also colors your perspective when you're like I've got 36 hours to play this game because yeah. of game rentals mm-hmm. but yeah no ukulele like totally changed my feelings about those platformers and now I'm like I probably hate them all so, yeah. because none of these mechanics feel good in a modern setting like collecting a million things is not fun I'm sorry I like oh. how measured you were I probably hate them all <laughs> It's weird because collecting a million things, right, that is obviously not fun and not a mechanic that ages well. But I feel like that exact thing has unfortunately just stained, like, the way I play games. So going back to the whole journey thing, like, I just feel like a completionist now. Like, I have to explore every corner of the map. Like, I need to collect all of these things. I need to make sure... Even if I don't want to go to this part of the map, like, is there a treasure chest, though? Like, I have to check. Is there a hidden item? I have to check. Not I yet. don't know why. No, that's that's just your gamer instincts where it's like, that wall looks suspicious or that hole is weird. But I so- hate it. I don't want to go over there, but I, I, I have to. I don't want to do these side quests, but I have to. I'm so sorry, Ashley. I just got to let go. Self-inflicted. Yeah. Well, I think that is our show for this week. We hate everything yeah. except Coke <laughs> Zero. Rip. Oh, love. No, not yet. It still has. Rip. It still is a moment. R.I.P. Rip. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hey, everyone who leaves reviews and who sends us questions, we love that. We super appreciate you. And you can leave said reviews, if you haven't yet, at Apple Podcasts. And then we will we'll feel good. There are so many good reviews, and they all have five stars, and it makes me feel pressure and happiness and warmness all inside. So if you want to make me feel those ways leave a review of the show and you can of course send us emails to be read on the show at polygonshow at polygon.com 
gmail.com. We'll receive them. Producer Pat will look at them and say, that's good. They're all good, actually. We just don't have physical time in the world to read them all, which is horrendous. So I'm really looking forward to doing an email episode sometime in the future. Anyway, again, Polygon Show at Polygon.com. Get your questions read on the show. This has been The Polygon Show. I'm Dieter Bone from The Verge, and I'm breaking into your podcast for just a minute to ask you a pretty simple question. Have you ever read or watched a tech review and thought, Ugh, this is just not for me. It's way too nerdy, and it's made by some super fan who just wants to talk about how many pixels there are on the screen, when really all you want to know is, is it any good, and how do you actually use the darn thing? Well, good news, we've just launched Verge Guidebook. It's the next generation of our tech reviews program. With Guidebook, we're going to tell you what to buy, what's not worth your money, and most importantly, how to actually use it. You can head it over to theverge.com slash reviews, and you're going to find our editor's picks, the very best gadgets in every category, from smartphones to laptops to crazy stuff like smart light bulbs, and a ton of how-to guides are going to walk you through all of it. That's theverge.com slash reviews. We've got incredibly good videos, some really engaging writing, and of course, those very useful guides. 